Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I am pretty excited to get started. There are a couple of things that I definitely want to chat about in this episode, so I'm pretty pumped. Also, thank you so much to everyone that has been listening to these last couple of episodes or have recently started to kind of follow along. I've noticed a slight peak in audience and engagement, so I do really appreciate that. I do check because it does help me kind of figure out what's working and what's not with this platform. If you're unfamiliar, podcast platforms are sometimes almost like a blind platform because it's very limited in what I can see and how I can interact with you guys. So I just appreciate everyone that's taking the time to listen to this. It means a lot. But if you are new or if you're always here, Breaking Up is a dating relationship love life type of podcast. So I originally have a ton of episodes all about my own relationship experience, love life, stuff like that. And I recently have learned that incorporating more like up-to-date stuff on my life works really well. And then also chatting more about different topics of relationship or dating and love life and all of that kind of towards the end. So in today's episode, just to give you a quick preview as to what's going to happen, I'm 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 going to chat about some stuff that's been going on in my life this last week, give you kind of like the weekly roundup on what's been going on currently, and then for the second half, I thought today would be a great time to chat about something that I am currently going through but have also gone through in previous relationships, and that is the topic of rings, promise rings, engagement rings. What like Oh, mm, I almost want to chat about it right now, but I'm going to hold off. So I have a lot to say about that and I have a lot of experience with previous engagement rings and lately there has just been talk of maybe kind of doing something that I've done in the past over again that I want to fill you guys in on and share with you, but let's get started with the episode. So if you are new, I like to kind of do a a week a weekly roundup, I'd say. Give you kind of a summary on what's been going on, fill you in on some tea. If there's been any drama on Instagram, I kind of like to go into it deeper on the podcast. But today, or this week, I should say, has kind of been pretty chill. I feel like I've had a pretty good week. I hope everyone listening is doing well. I think the biggest thing that's happened this week for me personally was definitely having my best friend move away to the other side of the country. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that episode. Oh my gosh. You may have seen that Instagram post, not episode, um, where I kind of just said goodbye and wished her the best. We haven't really talked about it online, but if you follow me, you've definitely seen my friend Bennett. She's in a ton of posts. I hang out with her all the time, literally as often as I can. She's like my one really solid hometown friend here. I guess like hometown, like we both went to college and now we're back in our hometowns because, well, I kind of root bound myself here after graduation and she was in the middle of figuring out what she was going to do, but she got a job in the Hamptons 
honestly such a dream job. I'm so proud of her, but she left this last Monday, so it's been really tough because this whole summer I went from hanging out with her every single weekend, going to the pool, going out to dinner, having sleepovers, to suddenly not really having someone there for me, and it's been a transition for sure, and I miss her so much. I'm excited to visit her once she has settled, and I know this is a really good adventure and experience for her, but you know, with every single change, it is kind of tough in the beginning, and it's it's change. I, it'll take time for me to adjust and get used to it, and having someone move away is always really tough. The older that you get, you know, the more people that you meet, the more people that you become friends with, the more people that kind of web in and out of your life, as like negative as that almost sounds, but I know that just because she's moved away, it doesn't mean that our friendship necessarily is over or put on hold. I strongly believe that next time I see her, we'll just pick up right where we left off. And honestly, those are the best type of friendships to really have because they're so strong and they really do just like mean so much. Like, you know that you'll get through a lot if you can go months without seeing someone in person. And then the next time that you see them, it's literally like, nothing has changed. So, I'm not worried at all. It's just kind of sad. So, that was kind of a a downer to this week. Um, Something on the positive side, though, that happened this week is, without giving too much away, I mean, I know it's not confidential and it's really exciting, but I'm not sure how much I can say because it does involve another influencer, but I'll say what I can and I'll just leave out some names to be vague for now, but you guys will know very, very soon. So the other day I was watching this influencer's vlog. I really love her vlogs during quarantine. She really started to commit to almost daily vlogging and she is such a hustler, this creator. Like in those vlogs, the amount of things that she gets done in a day inspires me so much to work harder, to get up earlier, to push myself, to be creative and just film and capture everything. Anyway, she mentioned in her most recent vlog that she's actually working on an OnlyFans-related project, which really sparked my interest because it was so unexpected. But then she mentioned that she's looking for people to interview. And I left a comment. I really am just like a fan watching her content. Like, she's a pretty big influencer. She's been in the game for a long time. I've looked up to her for a long while. And I just said... I was really excited for this project and I make a ton of OnlyFans content on my channel, so I would definitely be down if she was still looking to interview anyone. Maybe about 20 minutes later, she followed me on Instagram and I (laughs) I almost had like a panic attack. I was like, oh my gosh, be cool. Like I was so excited and I, I just knew it was because of my comment. And lo and behold, once I followed her back, her message appeared in my inbox because depending on the type of Instagram account that you have, sometimes you won't be able to see somebody's message unless you guys are mutual. So that's why with like my OnlyFans promos, it takes me so long because I have to go into a different inbox, my like request inbox, and see all of the messages that I get from people that either don't follow me or I don't follow and sort through those. Um, But because we both followed each other, she went into my primary inbox right away and basically just asked if I was still open to the interview. We set up a Zoom interview meeting for next week, and I am a little starstruck, a little nervous. Well, I mean, a lot nervous, let's be real, but I'm really excited. I'm mostly nervous because I I just know no matter what I say during the Zoom interview, as soon as it's over, I'm going to feel like 
shoot, I wish I said this or I wish I talked more about this or didn't say that. And then I'll be really, really nervous when her project comes out and my interview is in it about how, like, it's always weird seeing yourself on a screen or listening to your voice. Even though I do YouTube, it's so different because I'm editing that content. So I have complete control over what I am posting and I can see it multiple times before I air it. But this will be out of my control. It will also be Zoom interview like quality. And I don't really, like I don't have the best aesthetically pleasing Zoom call background when it comes to like aesthetic, decor, good lighting. So we'll see how that happens, but I am really excited. This is such a weird, surreal feeling to be in contact with somebody that didn't feel completely real up until this moment. Like, of course she's real, and as an influencer myself, I can totally understand that perspective, but I just can't believe that it's happening, and I'm so excited. I feel like that's all I can really say, and if you also follow this influencer that I'm talking about, then you probably can figure out who I am referring to, but it's it's going to be really cool, and if I do make the cut into her project, then I will definitely be recording and uploading a reacting to myself and so-and-so's whatever up on my YouTube channel, so it's it's exciting. I am pretty pumped about it. What's funny is, I wasn't even going to say this, but what's really funny is I've met this influencer maybe three or four times throughout the years at VidCon, Playlist, um, creator parties, like stuff like that. But every single time I've met her, she hasn't remembered. And I don't take it personally. Like when you're at these certain events, you meet a ton of people. And unless you really make an impact, you don't necessarily, like I don't blame her for not remembering me, I guess, even though it's like, ouch in the moment. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, I won't, I'm not going to mention anything to her, but I just think it's, um, interesting because you can cross paths with somebody in your life for so many times, but you never know the importance or significance of that until something bigger happens. And it's going to be really cool to chat with her on zoom. And who knows the last time I saw her, we were at like a dinner with maybe like six or seven people. So it was a lot more intimate and we went to a VIP, like, creator's VidCon party after that. So, she might remember. It will be cool if she does. But it's something that I didn't expect in 2020 that's really cool. And it's making me kind of have hope for future projects or make me want to work harder or even consider, like, I can't travel right now, but it'll be really fun once I am able to travel again and go back to LA and start to collaborate more with other creators. Like, I feel super disconnected sometimes being stuck in Minneapolis without, like, especially doing what I do because I can really isolate myself to not see anyone, not talk to anybody, like barely leave my apartment and just push out content. But it'll be really nice once I'm able to start to collaborate and meet other influencers and start to build that friendship group again. I've gone through a handful of um, YouTube friends, I guess I should say. And you know, you kind of go through seasons with friendships and it'll be nice to kind of start to dig deeper into the YouTube community and really start to find some valued YouTube friends. I I don't like to talk poorly on other people, but there have definitely been some friendships that have formed through YouTube where you see somebody 
you see a version of somebody online and then once you meet, it's a completely different story or you just might not mesh well with that person or even some of their more toxic traits might start to come out and you realize that you just aren't a good fit for that person. And the worst feeling of all, and if you are also in some sort of media world, you may understand this, but the worst feeling of all is when you realize that they were just social climbing you. They didn't really care because as soon as somebody with bigger numbers, a bigger following, or somebody that is just bigger in the world comes along, they ditch you and they cling to that next person. And then you realize that what they did to you is exactly what they did to somebody below you. Oh, it is the worst feeling. So social climbing is unfortunately very present in the work that I do. And it's kind of made me have um, my guard up a lot. It definitely makes you have deeper trust issues when it comes to influencers because you never really know somebody's true intentions. But when you do meet that person that is so genuine and real and honest and down to earth and you really see that they are so normal underneath what they do, that's when you know that you found a good one. And I am pretty sure that the girl I've been in contact with fits that. So I'm really excited to um, chat with her on Monday, do the interview and keep you guys posted on this kind of secret project. If it wasn't including like another influencer's content and what she's planning to do, like I would of course tell you guys everything, but I just can't give away what's going on with her. So I feel like that's all I can say without saying too much. But yeah, I think that's a really decent high and low of this last week for me. Other than that, like my my weeks are usually fairly consistent as much as I like to shift it up and kind of do different things every single day. For the most part, I get up as early as I can. I do a chunk of OnlyFans promos in the mornings. I go to the gym, shower, come home, do a big chunk of OnlyFans again or OnlyFans promos again. And then I'll edit that week's video for about two to three hours respond to YouTube comments, OnlyFans promos, go to bed and do it all over again. Wednesdays, on the other hand, are a lot heavier when it comes to my YouTube content and podcast content because I have to get my Thursday's video like up, ready to go, thumbnail made. It's the most stressful day of the week, but it's also hump day. So as soon as I get past that, it's smooth sailing. And then Wednesday nights, I record this podcast episode. So that brings me up to current time. It is currently Wednesday evening, 1120 p.m. I don't usually record this late, but Harry Potter was on TV tonight. So I caught like the first hour of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Such a classic. Not necessarily my favorite, but definitely a good one. Um, So I had that playing on in the background while I was finishing the thumbnail for, well, today's new video. I finally uploaded a complete, fully furnished, full, like, official apartment tour. I know I've gotten that request a ton this summer to do an apartment tour, so I'm really excited. It's finally up. I'm so pumped to share it with you, so highly recommend checking out that video if you haven't watched it already. But other than that, life is pretty good. So that's my weekly update. I feel like this podcast episode might be a little shorter than most, but let's take a quick break and then we can jump into um, some love life stuff that's been going on this week. I don't know why I I always get like a little shy and blush a little when I start to talk about love life stuff, which is weird because it's like 
Michaela, this is a dating podcast. Like, you literally signed up to do this. Why are you getting staged right now? But let's take a quick break and we can work through those emotions together. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an After Dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. We're back. So like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I did want to talk a little bit about promise rings and engagement rings when it comes to relationships and kind of why this is on my my mind more recently it was actually brought up in conversation this week well I meant tonight but also this week like tonight it came up sorry I'm a little rambly I think I'm a little nervous (laughs) let's backtrack a little so if you've been following my content for a couple of years which I know is probably only like one percent of listeners right now to the 1%. I love you so much. Thank you for being here still. It's probably just Jan and I love you. Um, Jan is like my one OG YouTube friend. Shameless shout out to you. She's amazing. But a couple of years ago, if you have been following me, you might remember that I had an engagement ring. I was what we called engaged to be engaged, but it was a beautiful rose gold engagement ring that one of my previous ex-boyfriends surprised me with. It was essentially a promise that someday he would replace it with an engagement ring. Like, we we called it in a, like engaged to be engaged because we were both in our young 20s and promise ring just kind of sounded more high school-y or um, like a save yourself for marriage type of ring, which nothing wrong with if you are doing that, but we just didn't feel like it fit our relationship. So we kind of referred to it as an engagement ring, but not the official ring, just one to have 
a promise to keep until someday he gave me a different engagement ring, a more official, like, we are going to get married type of ring. And this was something that we definitely talked about in the relationship because it was very important to me to have something that symbolized the promises that we have made and really helped me remember that no matter what happens, like, we are a team and there is a goal at the end of this and that is to get married and that's what I saw and promised and I sent him a couple of rings here and there that I did like. He definitely took notes and ordered the one that I love the most from Pandora and then when we went on vacation, we went to Myrtle Beach for spring break in 2018, he surprised me at the tip top of the Ferris wheel with the engagement ring and it was honestly a moment that I'll never forget and it was so beautiful and such a picture perfect dream moment that younger me couldn't wait to experience and it was it was everything it was like a happily ever after moment and I was just on cloud nine that whole vacation because I had this shiny new it it was an engagement ring but it wasn't like an official engagement ring. And I like on the website, the ring itself, it's an engagement ring. So I had this shiny new engagement ring to wear, to show off, to take pictures with. It was unbelievable. And I was so in love and so happy. Now, I don't want to spoil the ending here, but obviously that relationship did not work out. And we had a lot of issues underneath everything that we definitely tried to bury by going on vacations, by splurging and buying each other gifts, like the promise ring, as much as it means to both of us, I definitely feel like it was, it was like a, um, not a last straw, but it was, it was, it was like a hope type of thing where maybe things will get better if we do this because it's what she wants. And lo and behold, things did not get better. We didn't work through, because we didn't work through the things that still were issues. So it did eventually crash and burn and it, it is unfortunate, but the ring itself was something that happened in the relationship that I do not regret. And it was something that I really valued, especially when we fought afterwards, because we had that reminder that we are not going anywhere and we are in this relationship. We are a team. It was everything that I needed and not going to lie, I really freaking loved having an engagement ring when I was out without my boyfriend, when I was at the gym, when I was out with girlfriends, when I was at dinner, when I was literally at the grocery store because it was, it was like a symbol not to have guys come up to me, not to have anybody talk to me or stare at me because I was taken and I missed that. I freaking love that. Not going to lie, I do still have the ring, so if I really wanted to, I guess I could wear it and do that when I'm going out. It just feels weird. Like, there's some weird, like, I don't want to wear it because I don't know what type of sign or energy that would create because it's with a previous relationship. I just don't feel like I should mess with that, but it's something that I don't know if I can get rid of because 20, how old was I? 23-year-old me? like valued valued it so much I don't know that's something to break down in therapy for sure but that's a little backstory on 
where I stand with promise rings and how I had a promise ring slash engagement ring in a previous relationship. And even with that, it definitely took some convincing because the ex-boyfriend at the time was totally against it. He didn't see a purpose to it. Because I think he also gave a previous girlfriend like a promise ring back in high school and thought that it was kind of silly. Um, So I definitely fought him on coming to terms with agreeing on a promise ring. In a way, it almost feels like history is repeating itself. So if you listened to last week's episode, I'm pretty sure I slightly touched on this when I talked about my current status right now and how my therapist or even my my friend Bennett was like, are you dating right now? Like, how's it going? And I responded with, well, no, we're not official, but we did look at engagement rings. And I just... It's funny to say, and I love saying it because it sparks such a, um, a shocking reaction from the person, but it's true. Like, I'm not officially with somebody, but we definitely spent a weekend looking at engagement rings together, and that kind of ties into where I stand with um, how I feel about promise rings in a relationship, or more specifically, like, this current situation that I'm in. I know that was so vague, but um, there's a lot of history between me and the person that I'm spending a lot of time with right now. And something that I have kind of told this person from the beginning when we first started kind of seriously talking again is I need something that shows me I can trust you completely. Something that shows me you are not going anywhere, that this is different, that you are for real, that things have changed, that we are working through our issues and like promising that we are going to be here because we don't have the best track record with that. And so whenever we talked about getting like officially back together, I've always said that I won't unless there's a ring involved, whether that is an engagement ring, a promise ring, like whatever. I need some sort of symbol proving to me that you are committing and that you're not just going to leave at any second that you um, want to, basically. We, uh, I don't know how to say this nicely. We don't have the best record with staying, how do I, mm. we've broken up maybe like five times. So my fear is, is that we'll break up again. And it's hard to say this without saying like too much information because people will give their opinions. And if this was anybody else and I was listening in, I feel like I would give a very different opinion as well. It's so different when you were in the middle of it and it's tough when emotions are involved, but I did have a serious conversation just kind of stating where I stand and explaining how if things are really different, if you are completely committing, and if you want to be with me, like, forever, prove it, I guess. Like, we can work through it, but I need something to symbolize that promise, whether that is a traditional promise ring, an engagement ring, or even a ring that has, like, that simple knot design or just another piece of jewelry, just, like, something that shows me this time is different and that we are going to, um, not like repeat history with ourselves. So 
I just wanted to share my thoughts on like promise rings because it's something that I never thought I would waste my time with or not waste my time because that has such negative connotations with that phrase, but it's not something that I pictured myself at 25 talking about. In fact, I firmly wanted to be married by now. I remember when I went on not a first date, but when I was just starting to date one of my ex-boyfriends and I was 21 at the time, we went over our timelines in life and like where we wanted to be in five years, 10 years. And I vividly remember telling this man that I wanted to graduate college at 23, get engaged by 24, married at 25, have a kid by 27. Like what? I'm 25 now and I have none of those things. I mean, I have my college degree, so that did happen. But It's crazy that if I followed what I said at 21, I would be married right now and maybe like trying to have a baby. Oh my God. (laughs) So things change and it's crazy that at 25, when I thought I would be married and not even worrying about this, here I am talking about promise rings and my thoughts on them, but it's a conversation that not many people share, I guess. I haven't really like discovered any friends or influencers that are going through this. So I did kind of want to get the ball rolling or start a conversation and hear some of your thoughts as well, because is it really that odd or rare to um, have some sort of promise ring? Like I know the word promise ring itself sounds very uh, like naive, adolescent, young, I guess. And It can be, and that's really sweet. I didn't really date when I was younger. I didn't really date seriously until I was in my 20s, so I don't have that experience. And maybe that's why, because I got a late start to dating, that promise rings mean so much to me. But I think I just need that extra stepping stone between dating to engaged, you know? Like, I need dating to promise ring to engage to feel safer than just diving head in into the water, That's just some of my thoughts. I'm really not sure. And it can always change. I never thought that I would be two relationships deep into kind of putting my foot down about a promise ring, but I don't want to force anybody to get me one either. I just really believe what they stand for and I need that reassurance. And maybe this stems deeper into like my zodiac sign or my personality or just who I am as a person, but I definitely am someone that needs a lot of reassurance and reminders that everything's okay, that they love me, that they're still there. Like, I am that cliche girlfriend that will look at you and be like, do you still love me? Because I will convince myself and talk me out of everything that reality has set in, if that makes any sense. And I I strive so hard to be better and better with everything that I do, content-wise, career-wise, like friendship-wise, that I'm always convinced that there are negative thoughts in my head telling me that so-and-so doesn't like me or that a friend doesn't, you know, I'm sure everyone can relate to these negative thoughts or beliefs that people are talking about you or that you're not X, Y, and Z. So I just know personally that I do really need that reassurance. And if I had a ring to show me that, it would help remind me personally that I'm okay, that it's fine. So, yeah, this honestly kind of felt like a therapy episode, so thank you so much for allowing me to process my thoughts on this. It's been kind of a roller coaster of a relationship these last couple of months, and as much as we're trying to take it slow and not officially start dating again, 
here we are looking at engagement rings and talking about getting married and all of that. So it's kind of flippy floppy, but it also fits my Gemini personality to a T because Geminis are the twins. So it makes sense. I am a double Gemini. If you did not know, my sun sign is Gemini. My moon sign is Gemini and my rising is my absolute favorite sign ever most compatible with Gemini, in my own personal opinion, Aquarius. So it's pretty crazy. And then my um my significant other that I'm with is a Gemini sun and then moon and rising Aquarius. So between the two of us, it's only two signs. It's just Gemini and Aquarius energy. It can be a lot sometimes. And I always told myself I would never date another Gemini after one of my ex-boyfriends was a Gemini because Geminis, I think, make really great friends, and Geminis love other Geminis. We're so compatible with them, but personally, when I was in a relationship with a Gemini, it was like you could do, well, there are technically like four personalities between the two of you because you both are the twins, so between those four combinations of like personalities, sometimes you mesh really well together and it can be going great and it's just a perfect match. And then sometimes you're just not really connecting or if things feel off. And what was worse, the, the worst part was when you were fighting, it was like you were fighting with yourself and you couldn't get anywhere because you would both react in the exact same ways and need the exact same response, which you're not getting if you're fighting with yourself, you know? So, That was something that I took out of that previous relationship thinking like, wow, I will never waste my time with another Gemini. Lo and behold, here I am. So we'll see what happens. But because he is a rising Aquarius and a moon Aquarius, it is slightly different. The only struggle is that the Aquarius sign, if you're familiar with it, they typically tend to hide their emotions and block it off. They're not very emotional people. Um... My therapist is an Aquarius, actually, and I say this in the nicest way possible because when you're a therapist, like, you need to stand pretty neutral and turn off your personal opinions or feelings to help the other person, so there are pros to it, and I totally get why so many Aquarius signs are in that field, but when it comes to your significant other, like, I would really appreciate it if you could be a little vulnerable, please. And that is something that we're working on and have discussed and talked about. We actually had, oh, this is something that happened last weekend too that I forgot to mention. So Love Island is on. I love it so much. I have no idea how much longer it's going to be on. I just realized it's been airing for over a month at this point. But last Sunday night, I was watching Love Island and... (laughs) I have this quirky thing when it comes to Love Island where I cannot watch an episode without drinking to it. So I always have to have a glass of wine or a beer bottle with it just because they're they're drinking on screen and it just it's something that I have to do in the most healthy social way possible. And my partner and I were watching Love Island together last Sunday. We were drinking. We accidentally drank three bottles of wine together, so that's over a bottle of wine each. We were a mess the rest of the night and the next day. Oh my gosh, I have not consumed that much alcohol at once in a long time. It was completely irresponsible, but fun in the moment. And it was also really good for us, I think, and we discussed that the next day where it was like, wow, let's never do that again because the hangovers were 
horrible, but we agreed it was really good for us because after we started drinking a little bit, we were able to have some pretty serious conversations that needed to be had, and he was able to open up a lot more emotionally and vulnerable and, like, tell me things that he wasn't telling me before that were really, really good, and we were able to kind of discuss more about our feelings, which is always healthy. So, yeah, I think that's everything that I kind of wanted to touch on in this week's episode. Um, but those are just my thoughts. Let me know if you have any feedback. I always love when you guys DM me after listening to an episode and we can chat about some thoughts or if you have some feedback or whatever. It really does make my day, especially because As you know, I have such bad anxiety when it comes to opening messages on Instagram, just given what I'm doing with my promos and (sighs) responding to so many that I do in that huge bunch of messages. There's always a few that are negative or mean, rude, stuff like that, that I just have to learn to deal with. And I've actually gotten pretty quick to um, block or restrict accounts. So The second that I feel like somebody's about to be troublesome, they are gone. No apologies, no shame. I'm doing it for my health and it's kind of what I've learned that I have to do if I want to keep doing promos. I just have to get stricter with like who I approve and who I help. It sucks because I know there's a chance that you could completely be fine and sweet, yet here I am based on previous experience reading the the minimal amount that you've sent me deciding your fate and deciding whether or not to help, it does really suck. And if you're listening and you've sent in a request for a promo within like the last five days, I'd say, don't take it personally because I probably haven't even found it yet. Like, I think my response time is about a week. So there, there's always that too. Um, But I think we're going to cap it at that because it's almost midnight and I still have to finalize a few details with tomorrow's upload um, for my new video and all of that. And I have to get this episode up too. So thank you so much for listening. Definitely leave a positive review on this podcast at Apple Podcast. Um, I think you have to do it through the the Apple store, the app store. <laughs> Look at me not knowing how to review my podcast. Honestly, it's because I'm so terrified to read the reviews. But if you could give this a five-star rating, I would really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram, breaking up underscore podcast, and be sure to follow, favorite, or subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you are currently using. With all that being said, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I will hear you guys. It's so weird saying that because I just want to say I'll see you next week, but I'll check in and talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye! If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.